Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on Aphrodite's Oracle. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for following me through the seven steps of spiritual alchemy. And tonight we find ourselves on the final step, which is coagulation. And I wanted to invite you to take a deep breath with me and prepare to absorb the last episode of this series. So we'll just inhale. And exhale. Drop into our bodies and allow this information to reach us on a cellular and soul level. Soul refinement or spiritual alchemy is the process of acknowledging and getting into a relationship with our shadow aspects and then transmuting these shadows into light. This is turning our pain into our greatest gift. It's creating love where there once was no love or we can view it as dissolving all of the worrisome mindsets or unhealthy coping mechanisms and belief systems that were keeping us blind to the love from source energy or God that has always resided within us. So it wasn't that there was no love to be found. It was that there were many ways that we were keeping ourselves from experiencing that. And this process has been harrowing and it's been intense. So as we get to this final point, we understand the value of our work and we understand the sacrifices that it took to get to this point. So it is with reverence to divine energy and reverence to our higher selves that we humbly find ourselves standing before the altar of transformation and enlightenment. Like most esoteric practices, the true value of alchemy is hidden beneath obscure symbolism. And this is used to protect the information from the common-minded or the people who would not be able to revere the holiness of this practice. And this also maintains the secrecy and keeps it keeps it just secret enough that Unless you look a little harder, uh, you're going to miss it. But you're here with me today, so you haven't missed the point. What alchemy is actually leading us to is spiritual development, obviously, with the end goal being a state of awareness and completion and harmony. If you're thinking to yourself right now that this sounds familiar, well, you would be right because... This end goal is similar to the awakened states that we see in other religious or esoteric traditions, including the tarot, which ends with the final card, the world card, which we'll talk about in a little bit again, 
And I also have an entire episode here on this podcast about the world card. Um, Also Buddhism with the term enlightenment. These are just examples, but alchemy is another thread that links all religions and faiths to the vast net that is spirituality. When we talk about embodiment, what we're doing here is bringing as much spirit or as much light into the body. We're filling our physical bodies with spiritual essence. That doesn't just happen. That has to be a conscious decision. So embodiment, bringing the spirit into the body or making room for it. it, This equally means we take a descent of our own awareness into the lower parts of our body. So from the neck down, we, we get out of our head and into our body, right? Embodiment. We move from the cerebral for a moment in time and we come down into the body and we feel our way through life. And this action brings about a connection to your own personal life force energy. And through that, we become tapped into the unlimited source of life force energy, the God force energy that exists within each and every one of us. Coagulation step seven is the moment when we have become free of the mind. Order has been created from chaos. The gross has become the subtle. Refinement has been achieved. This is the meeting point between two opposites, such as the spiritual self and physical matter, heaven and hell, life and death. Here's the key. This is the point where existence becomes self-aware. Like totally self-aware. This is the moment when our lives exist without duality, where matter becomes spirit or the spirit is manifested in matter it's it's all one and in the stage of coagulation the physical universe is not separate from the mind or spiritual reality actually the physical universe is a reflection of it this point of becoming self-aware this is beyond what we've been doing so far in steps one through six. Step seven is unity consciousness. And it's the realization that often comes in like a burst of transcendence where you have a moment of understanding that we are all one. So unity consciousness and self-awareness are the same thing in coagulation. Up until now, self-awareness has been our own practices of introspection And at this point, there's like a big bang and you see yourself as the universe. Chemically, the substance we have been working with since step one, it is crystallized into a solid state. It is a crystal of great beauty having been meticulously purified by this point. Of course, that's the analogous representation, this perfect crystallized substance or gold. Here, 
there is the meeting point, again, between matter and spirit, inner and outer, good and evil, the union of dualities, the yin and yang, the masculine and the feminine. It is at this stage that the spirit is self-aware, perceiving itself and seeing itself and understanding that the inner world and the outer world are not different, but they are reflections of each other. Alchemy's greatest achievement is to create an interrelationship between mind and matter, between self and world. We are freed in this stage of ego-based thinking and people make different decisions when they feel free. In its most sublime manifestation, this process is as mystical as it is psychological. It is as physical as it is emotional. It is not simply a metaphorical aid, but a genuinely mystical process informing us of the nature of ourselves, humanity, and the cosmos. In Western culture, we like to strip away all the mystery and the magic and the spirit from everything and break it down into logical parts. Yet, this left-brain approach has some limitations to it. If we approach everything in this way, we leave behind the important piece of the deeper, more intuitive faculties of the mind. What makes this work so special is this is about facilitating a direct experience with the divine within our own physical being to get us in touch with a reality beyond the veil to help us feel and see beyond the everyday mind. This direct yet symbolic experience of discovering who we really are is the fire of transmutation that alchemists of archaic times pointed to through occult symbology. They kept these secrets hidden from all but those who were ready to engage in the great work, and that's capital, because the great work is the study of ages. It's the study of existence. And this Symbology kept the secrets hidden from everyone but those who were ready to heal themselves and discover truth and, most importantly, be of of service to the world by stewarding these energies in all of their various forms. An alchemically transformed person is one who has experienced, not necessarily in order or just one time, all of the seven stages coagulation is the final stage and you've integrated all of the six previous stages but it is not the end of our transformation ladies and gentlemen you didn't expect me to say that did you this is another beginning this is not a resting place because now we can deepen even further on what we've learned and we may experience more discomfort than when we were at other varying degrees of this process, but now we have the ability and the responsibility to act in accordance with our higher wisdom. Remember, this ancient art of alchemy was the search for spirit in matter, but in modern life, it is a way of deepening 
your own relationship with the sacred dimensions of life. (laughs) Alchemically speaking, a whole person is one who has traveled through all the lower stages. Calcination, we're burning out the ego's control, dissolution, we're redeeming the emotions, separation, we're deciding what is important and we do that many, many times. The spiritual initiate then moved into numerous explorations of the stage of conjunction to discover the heart and all of its beauty. A whole person welcomes fermentation and distillation. And then finally, step seven, which is where wholeness is confirmed. Okay, it's confirmed. It's not created. It's confirmed because much like the fool's journey through the 22 major arcana cards of the tarot deck, we realized that we had it inside us all along, but it took that process to make it visible, to embody it. Even though coagulation is the final stage, this again is not a resting place because it requires more responsiveness than ever before. More vision of how our moment-to-moment decisions can affect entire universes and the realization of our potential and our relationships with others. We're seeing how our moment-to-moment decisions are affecting all these things across the board. So with this fully formed self, this higher self embodiment comes great spiritual responsibility. We become a walking conduit for divine will. And with that comes the responsibility of keeping ourselves in a place where we can maintain it. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. A delusion of powerlessness is no longer an excuse. No, at this point, we stand firmly in our own sense of self, our cosmic and divine identity coursing through our veins. It's also coursing through our conscious awareness. Remember, this cosmic and divine identity has been with us since stage one, but really what's changed is we have expanded it within our own being and we've unveiled it in our physicality and brought it into our conscious awareness. And once you get to that point, ladies and gentlemen, there is a different life for you. Life is different. You are different. And sometimes it feels like another life. Sometimes your past self feels like another life. With this comes the knowledge that we must act in accordance with our integrity. And we have the responsibility to express the higher octaves of humanity. Okay, we have the responsibility to express the higher octaves of humanity, the the higher resonating, the higher vibrating energies. The planet needs them. The planet needs us to be on this level because when you are at this level, you inspire others to reach this level. Most of us must continue to go through all of the stages again and again, each time further refining this golden essence within us, just as it takes miners of the earth effort and toil and time to uncover the riches within our earth. Our struggles here to find uh, the inner gold 
are ultimately worth it when we find the gems and the gold within us. Just like the hero's journey through the 22 major arcana, ending with the world card, the journey through the 22 is similar to this alchemical journey, although it's it takes its time with it and it's more artistic about it. The tarot takes its time to envelop life's mysteries into colorful and timeless depictions that resonate with our psyche on a subconscious level. Here, we have a moment of full realization of self, of unity consciousness, and the purity of our being. In faraway times, alchemy was the intersection of science and spirituality, of physics and chemistry, of astrology and earth sciences, of art and metaphysics. Alchemy was the highest pursuit of man, both in physical and metaphysical transmutation. Its values and methodology remain hidden through symbolism, yet with the right mindset and commitment to our own transformation, we begin to recognize how these workings can show up in our lives. Chemically speaking, the base metals are transformed into incorruptible gold during this stage, but spiritually speaking, personal coagulation is first sensed as a new confidence that is truly beyond all things. During this final stage, the body itself is made spiritual and the spirit is made corporal and just before the final coagulation occurs in people they might appear to be self-involved due to their preoccupation with finding divinity within but afterwards they exude a unique uh, distinguishable presence a steady confidence in their daily activities a sort of uh, self-assuredness and others begin to see them as authentic and whole. Worldly concerns recede and hidden spiritual forces take on a new reality. We must respect the new freedom and perspective that we have achieved at this point because in all likelihood a new round of this personal alchemy will soon begin yet on a higher octave. The alchemists believed that ultimate success came in three broad stages, and they called these magisteriums. And they gave each of these magisteriums different names of, of different stones. And the first one is the lunar stone. It represents gaining control over the body so that every fiber and tissue has been purified and relaxed, free of knots of tied up emotional energy. The second magisterium is the solar stone, and it is achieved when the mind is controlled through uh, willpower and meditation so that fear and ego do not interfere. And the third magisterium is the union of the lunar and the solar stones with the cosmic presence to create the, the astral body or the Merkaba. So even though I love reading and I have referenced many books throughout this series, including my own, I think that the totality of this experience and the reality 
of how all the seven steps feel. This is not something you can actually learn from a book. Cerebrally, maybe, but the essence of this transformative process is something that can only be understood by submitting yourself to the process and living it. The direct experience is superior to the description of it. And it is for this exact reason so many of these teachings were kept alive through oral tradition. And when they were written down, these teachings were written and hidden in allegory by secret societies. This isn't something we can just read about and understand. The true embodiment of the ideology requires that we have had the experiences in the flesh, live, real time. Again, the direct experience is superior to the description of it. It can be easy to get distracted and addicted to information gathering. There are all sorts of fascinating rabbit holes to get trapped by, believe me, I know. Um, But to stay stuck in our heads, Avoiding life and avoiding facing ourselves by constantly filling our brains with esoteric knowledge without application. Okay, this is a problem. Always keep learning. But the real message, the real gem is to apply the learning. You know that you are getting too stuck in information gathering if you've been studying for a few years and you know all sorts of amazing things but maybe um, your life hasn't changed much alchemy is not about becoming uh, a walking encyclopedia even though sometimes i feel (laughs) that is part of it but embodying and living the wisdom in order to exist harmonically with the universe or nature this is the real goal We strive to become an active conduit for divine will here on earth. Wanted to leave you guys with some questions that we can ask ourselves daily or weekly and keep ourselves moving forward and out of analysis paralysis. So the first question is normal is average and typical. It's not my goal in anything. So how can we rise above the trap of normalcy, the trap and safety of normalcy? How can we rise above that? Number two, the cure for comparison is contentment. Where are we allowing comparison to steal our contentment? Number three, every generation and legacy should get better and smarter and more compassionate as the generations pass? Are we laying strong foundations for our future children and families or our current ones? Are we ourselves standing on firm ground? And lastly, where can I be a conduit for God? Thank you all so much for uh, traveling through the seven stages of spiritual alchemy with me. And as always, I wish you all the best and I hope that you have enjoyed uh, stepping into this world with me and I have learned so much and applied even more of these practices in my daily life since I've been doing this uh, series. I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you and I love you all so much and good night.